0: to be sharing a little bit of understanding what makes churches shrink let me just say this is not the subject that I would normally choose but it's a painful reality sometimes and sometimes churches do shrink instead of growing but right up front I need to say that it's God's desire for us as individuals as leaders and as churches to be fruitful to grow and to multiply when you think of the vision that Jesus has for his church, where in the Bible we read he loved the church and gave himself for her because he saw a church that was filled with his fullness, a church that had his passion, his love, his concern for people, uh, uh, that his people would be the body of Christ, being able to used by him to reach a world, to, to disciple uh, Christians and disciple nations as well. And uh, as we read in Ephesians 3.21, it says unto to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forever. We get something of God's heart for the church. And when there is the glory and the presence of God, there needs uh, and there will be, be growth. And uh, to this end of Jesus' love for His church, He's called leaders as we read in Ephesians chapter 4. He's called leaders to have his own heart, his his life, and to have the anointing of the Holy Spirit, to take people to an inheritance that's prepared for them. But sometimes the pace seems very slow, and sometimes it seems that that it's almost like a reverse gear. And the cause of shrinkage is not necessarily always bad leadership. Uh, I remember a time in our early beginnings that uh, we, we came to Peter Maritzburg to a, a group of about 80 students, and we had phenomenal growth. We grew from 80 to 30. And uh, I was doing my best. I, I mean, there was no nonsense in my life. I was preaching passionately. The presence of God was there. But, but the reality was that a lot of the students were graduating and, and God was changing the format of the type of people and families were starting to come in. And, uh, but I found this, that the difficult times are the times we learn most from God, because we're on our knees, we're on our faces, we're seeking Him with all our hearts, and He's able to create a platform for growth and to be able to take uh, growth later on. And, uh, but I've also seen bad leadership traits that have caused churches to shrink unnecessarily, and it's some of these that I want to focus on right now. And I, I trust it's going to be helpful to you that we can avoid some of these things and, 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 and the pain that none of us want to have because unnecessary shrinkage certainly is a painful experience. Perhaps the most common of these is what we might call dictatorial leadership. And uh, when I'm talking about dictatorial leadership, I'm talking about leadership that demands subservience. It's a model of some business leaders, if you like, who say, uh, in, in a, in by their whole attitudes, do, do it my way or take the highway. And, and such leadership is normally unapproachable and distant from the people. But I, I want to suggest and, and uh, uh, that it's so important if God's calling us to plant and to lead a church that we have Jesus' heart of leadership. His way of leading, and it's clearly stated in Matthew chapter 20, from verse 26, it says this, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. When we think that the Lord of glory, the creator, the sustainer of all things, came on earth. Not to be served, but to serve, so that you and I can be part of his kingdom. You and I can have purpose and destiny. And then he's calling a leadership to have his same heart, with the same love and care for people, and desiring to see the purpose of God fulfilled in each one of the people that God calls them to lead. It's also understanding as a leader that actually leadership is there for the people. The people are the A-team. We are there as a gift from God to them that they can reach the very best that God has for them. And then it's also understanding that the biblical model is that leadership is done in team. It's never just an individual. Now, I understand uh, when you plant a church, most of the work is just done by a few. I I remember uh, when we first planted the church from handing out to uh, uh, greeting the people and in those days handing out the hymn books and then uh, uh, standing up and doing the offering and and, uh, the gifts of the Spirit and preach. I I remember all that, but that can never be a a destination. As soon as possible, God calls us to raise up a team just as Jesus did Very soon after the beginning of his ministry, he raised up a team. And uh, a good team and a good team leader is is one who listens to others, who gets perspective, understands that we don't have all the answers and that we need the strengths and contributions of others. See, a, a church that's built on honoring one another of really caring for one another, patient with others, creates an environment for growth for everyone and the development of a happy team. And then, remember this whole thing of Jesus' type of leadership, the importance of encouraging people regularly and affirming them at every opportunity. Look for opportunities to encourage people. It will just help them to, to grow into another level. And uh also, don't be threatened by strong people. We need strong people in our teams because it's through such people that, that our churches can grow and increase. But we need to handle them with the wisdom, with love, and with care, and the attention that, that uh, we need to give them. And uh, can, can we just see that it's so different having a servant heart leading people with love and care to a one-man show, giving directions and shouting, expecting subservience. Eventually, people will vote with their feet because they know the calling of God is not just to sit for the rest of their lives and listen to you. That they too have a calling, and they're looking to you to help fulfill that calling and purpose that God has for them. The second reason why I've, I've seen that cause churches to shrink is because of leaders that are not growing in God themselves. People want to be led by leaders who spend time with God, who are hearing God, who bring them the word and the ways of God with anointing and with the obvious life of God within I remember just as a a young leader, God taught me this lesson very clearly. He just sang to me, Ray, if you want me to use you in the longer term, you need to discipline your life to spend daily quality time with me. And uh, I've tried to prioritize intimacy time, good quality, chunky time every day from that time onwards. It does require discipline, and, and discipline sometimes it's not a, a, a light word. But we discipline not because we're under law, but we discipline because we love and we want the very best in God and from God. Jesus said in John 154 5 No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. That's growth. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Oh, that we will get a revelation of that. I tell you. It does take a bit of time because we can get that thought in our mind, but it takes a bit of time for it to get into our heart. That actually, without him, we can do nothing that matters for eternity. It brings a total dependence and seeking his face and uh, disciplining our time. But when you think of what happens when we spend good quality time with the Lord, we develop an ability to hear his voice being led by Him, being encouraged by Him, being taught by Him, being strengthened, getting wisdom and guidance, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Many of the the, the, the directions for leadership in the church have come not by conferences, actually been time alone with God when God has spoken. Much of the, the key moments of preaching have come just by times with God when I've allowed the Holy Spirit just to to speak to us. I remember years ago, when I, I went to a gym, you, you won't believe that I used to do that at some time, but uh, I did. And in fact, I, I was one of the few that they, the afters was worse than the before and they asked me to go. But, uh, but I remember a co-pastor in the city said to me, he said, this, that's gym, is better than praying. And something just rose up within me to sit there's something seriously wrong with us. I don't know what happened to that man, but he soon disappeared from the city. And friends, nothing, not even busyness and ministry must come in the way of closeness with, with the Lord himself. When this doesn't happen, we're going to shrink spiritually inside, and when we shrink inside, the church and the people are going to follow. Please listen to this statement. The people and the church will only be as big as we are in God. And then thirdly, and perhaps the most obvious reason why churches shrink, is when leaders allow sin in their lives. I've seen large, successful churches shrink to extinction in months after leaders allowed moral sin in their lives. Friends, sin can be hidden for a while, but it's be going to be revealed sometime or other. And God will ensure that it's going to be revealed if leaders don't repent and deal with sin biblically. And can I just say as leaders that there are three principal areas that leaders are tempted with. And remember, remember that the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And uh, these three things, that uh, amongst others, they're going to be tempted in are sexuality, money, and pride. Sexuality is a prime target in our day. How many great leaders have you not heard of that have fallen in this area? Watch what you read. Watch what you watch. Watch what you allow into your heart. Be very careful of contact alone with members of the other sex. Guard your thought life. And then the love of money, we were told, is the root of all kinds of evil. It's Very important that in this matter, as leaders, we have integrity. We're not handling this stuff ourselves. We get somebody to, uh, uh, to, to handle with, with us or for us, but it's, it needs to be totally accountable. Can I just say, it's wise to get a member of the apostolic team to set salaries. Don't set it yourself. Too much disrepute has come to the church by mishandling of money. And then pride, that's the devil's sin. It's when one takes God's glory and thinks that success is because they're so good, not because of what God has done. Let me tell you, the devil will always tell you how good you are when, when something good happens, so that you'll pat yourself on the back. But one of the most frightening verses to me is in James 4, which says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. If God opposes, what hope have we got? To me, one of the most important instructions that I find in Scripture uh, uh, as leaders to consistently obey is humble yourselves before God, and He will lift you up. When things are going well, think why they're going well. It comes because of the blessing of God, the presence of God, the anointing of God, and and be very focused on giving Him all the glory, and be public and giving Him all the glory. It's interesting with those three areas, when you read it in uh, in Revelation chapter 2 and 3, you'll find the blessing that comes to overcoming. The overcomers will get, will be. We need to make sure in those three areas we are overcomers. Then fourthly, I, I remember a local pastor using a verse Found in Luke 12, 11 and 12, uh, it says, when you're brought before synagogues, rulers and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. And he used this as a reason to preach off the cuff every, every, every Sunday. The result was that the church shrunk because the people were not being fed. The same old things were coming out week after week. Friends, let me just say that this verse does not give license for laziness and preparation. It speaks about a crisis moment in a court of law. And I believe there can be moments when we're thrown into a situation where we have no time to prepare. The Holy Spirit will help us in those moments. But this is not an excuse for laziness and preparation. I believe that as leaders and preachers, we must remember that our preaching normally on the Sunday is the one chance in the week we have of bringing God's Word to the people, and that will always require the very best we can bring. And this very best involves much prayer, study, preparation, And practicing so that when we stand before the people, we give anointed truth that changes, that equips, that encourages, that enlarges. See, if you go through the whole of Scripture, preaching is God's principal tool to reach both the unsaved and to disciple His people and we neglect this tool at our own loss and the loss of the people good preparation actually involves a lifetime a lifetime of study of prayer of reading great books as well as the bible which always needs to be our focus but then on particular preparation it requires prayerful study around the subject to be addressed that week many hours should be given to preparation and hearing God, listening and getting revelation from the Holy Spirit. Friends, this is such an important matter that a whole course is going to be given on preachers and preaching, which all who are on this course, you you need to be on that course as well. Preachers and preaching will be another course coming up in due course. And then number five, churches shrink when there's little vision. Grant has just dealt with that now. And... uh, People want to be led, not only out of Egypt, but into inheritance. You see, uh, the gospel is wonderful of forgiveness of sin, but once we're in Christ, he's prepared a destination. And great leaders, as Grantus has taught us, see a destination and take a people there that they know where they're going. And uh, along with this vision is the important matter of keeping in vision the reason for the existence of the church, it's to win lost people for the Lord. I tell you, a people who are on mission are people who will be committed, who will stay with you. And then also remember the importance of having vision for all age groups. You neglect the children, you neglect the young people, and in the longer term, the church is going to shrink. And then number six. And then certainly one of the most important causes of church shrinkage is when there is little real sense of the presence of God in the midst. When seeking people don't want just meetings. They want to meet with God. We've got to remember that the church has been designed for his presence. That's why it's called the body of Christ. And that's why we read in Ephesians 3, unto him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus. But as much as his presence is everywhere, it is most manifest where leaders and people seek him with all their hearts, desiring his presence above all and making room for him to do what he wants to do in the meetings. After all, it's his church, not ours. I've seen that where God's presence just breaks into people who seek his face with all their hearts, people will travel continents to go to such a place. And that's why John 7, 37 to 38 tells us how Jesus said in a loud voice, loud I believe because he wants to get our attention. Let anyone, including you and I, who is thirsty, come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, Rivers of living water will flow from with them. That's the river of life. That's the river of anointing. That's the river of the presence of God. Uh, People will just say, truly, God is in this place. And meetings come to life, and the gifts of the Spirit flow. There's such a reality of conviction of sin. Can I just say, It is an encouragement as you plant and as you lead. Let your focus not be so much on the plan, but on the presence. With such, people will come. Without such, people will go. And then finally, conflict within the church and the leadership team will cause shrinkage. Unity is vital for growth. Remember Psalm 133 where brethren dwell together in unity. There the Lord commands the blessing. I I dealt with leadership style in the pattern of Jesus in the first point where we, when we come to, uh, with the love of God to serve and to bring people through and to, to help and to encourage, that often brings a solution to conflict, but it also, in that leadership style, means that we're bringing through team. We're involved with team, both the local team and translocal team. And, and, and when really things get, uh, get difficult, we can involve both, uh, first of all, the local and then the translocal. Remember how uh, conflict was dealt with in Acts 15? Remember, this is New Testament church, and there was conflict in New Testament church. There was a very serious doctrinal matter that arose and the matter then was taken uh, to the council in Jerusalem and a corporate decision was made that had weight to it, that brought solution to the conflict and peace and growth continued thereafter. There's some important things I've just learned to remember when issues and conflicts arise. First of all, Face the issue so that it can be dealt with. Friends, I've learned to my cost that it does not work bearing an important issue under the carpet and hoping it'll just go away. And uh, for many of us, this is our preferred option because no one likes issues and having to deal with them. We, we just love blessing people and teaching them. But I, I've just learned you just bury an issue. Instead of it just going away, it can get bigger and bigger. And when it, it does explode, there's a major explosion. Rather deal with it earlier. And uh, then secondly, listen to what the issue is. If someone has got a, an issue or a problem that's causing conflict, listen carefully to the person, listen carefully to the heart. Because sometimes it's just an individual who's just got hurt, just needs an ear, and a loving word can just turn it without it bringing an explosion, as it were. And that's why we're told in Matthew 18, and my, the word of God is just so wonderfully wise. If there's a problem, first of all, you go one and one. Listen to the heart. Deal with it. And only then that you bring in others to to help dealing with the, the conflict. And then thirdly, get counsel from others if there's a major issue, either in the leadership team with you or the translocal team. And then the last thing on this. After the matter's been dealt with, particularly in serious and bad disciplinary cases, share the results with appropriate people. Now, who those appropriate people will, will differ. And that's why we told in, in, in Timothy that when an elder is, uh, with three witnesses is, is found uh, with serious sin, it needs to be told to the congregation. But, but other issues with, with smaller groupings can be told to smaller groupings. But, but I found that it's very unwise if issues arise just not to say anything to anybody because manipulation will come and accusations will come to you if it's not dealt with biblically. Friends, uh, we need to understand that Jesus designed his church for growth, and that's why he's called you. He's called you because he loves you. His anointing, his presence, his glory, his ability will be yours. And we're living in a very, very exciting time when I believe we're going to see a great move of the Spirit of God and the church of Jesus growing greatly. But remember that successful churches does not always equal large churches. I remember I came across a church in Eastern Europe that was a church of about 50 people and growing. But the whole community was only about 200 people. That church had reached 25% and was growing in it. Uh, To me, that was one of the most successful churches I'd ever come across in all my travels. But let's do our best for the Lord. Let's trust Him for His grace and help. God has called you to be a blessing to Him by your availability and willingness to do what he's called you to and a blessing to many other peoples whose eternal destiny can be shaped by you.